This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. Find your right numbers, Anonymous, and decide how you want to move forward. I can't tell you what to do. And maybe another real financial advisor might give you other real numbers to look at. But in the end, you have to decide what type of life you want to live. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're going to do three things. First, we'll be answering a question from the Marriage, Kids, and Money community about how to know when you've achieved Coast Fire. Second, we're back with another MKM challenge. Today, we'll be talking about setting smart financial goals for the new year. And last but not least, we're back with another money quiz. My daughter, Zoe, is going to be reading the review of the month, and I'll be quizzing her with money questions once again. All right, let's jump into today's show. I received a question from Anonymous on Instagram, and here it is. How do I figure out when we can coast? We are maxing out Roth and 401k contributions yearly and have about $750,000 saved. We are 44. We want to retire ASAP, but obviously keep working just differently. We want to pursue profitable hobbies, if that makes sense. He's a mechanic and I'm a pharmacist. Anonymous, thank you very much for reaching out on Instagram. If you have a question like Anonymous, you can touch base with me on Instagram at Andy Hill MKM. That is my handle there at Andy Hill MKM. There's about almost 17,000 people following there. So you could hit the follow button and hang out with me like Anonymous has as well. So Anonymous, first of all, congratulations on saving and investing $750,000 by age 44. That is a, an incredible amount of money. <laughs> Actually, according to Fidelity, the average American between 40 and 59 has around $120,000 saved for retirement. So you, Anonymous are well above average. So let's discuss your question. How do you know when you have achieved Coast Fire? Well, first things first, I want to remind you and everybody else listening, I am not a financial advisor, so please take this as entertainment and not advice. I know very little about you, Anonymous. I know very little about your life and your goals. A financial professional is going to know a lot more of that information and would be a better person to ask. That being said, for education and entertainment's sake, here's how someone like you could find out if you're Coast Fire, in my opinion. Number one, calculate how much you need each year to live comfortably. Notice that I didn't say lavishly. I said comfortably. Lavishly might make you feel like you'll never have enough save for retirement because there's always more that you can have, right? There's always more. Also, I didn't say how much you need to get by or survive. I think this number should be calculated based on how much you need to live comfortably. 
for us, comfortable includes all of our household expenses, taking care of our children's needs and interests, multiple annual family vacations, giving generously, and a bunch of other stuff that's important to us each year. We even want to do like a big get-together with friends each year. We're going to throw that into the number, you know? So that comfortable number for us is currently around $80,000 per year. Now, your number anonymous may not be $80,000. You may need far more than this to live comfortably, or you may need far less than this. I have heard from both sides on this issue as I've made goofy videos on the internet where people say, Hey, that's not enough money. Or other people say, that's way too much. I don't need that much. Yeah. Cause it's personal. <laughs> For our family, we need around $80,000 to have a comfortable year. Now, will that change in the future when we're retired? Absolutely. We'll spend less on things like summer camps. We'll spend less on 529 contributions for our kids' college. We'll spend less on soccer cleats. (laughs) And we'll probably spend more on traveling or giving or just getting together with friends because we're going to have more time. If you don't know where to start with calculating how much you need each year to live comfortably, I'd recommend starting and living on a budget. This will help you use your money in accordance with your family goals and the values that you have together. All right, number two, decide when you want to use this money. I know you said you want to retire ASAP. But I believe you're not really talking about retiring in the ceasing to work sense. You're talking about easing into work that you enjoy. And obviously, the sooner the better, right? (laughs) Well, for this discussion, let's say you choose 65 years old for your traditional retirement age, the time where you really want to draw on that money to be the bulk of your income. And again, at some point, you might say, I don't think I'm ever going to want to stop working for this, as you say, you know, profitable hobby that you might want to keep working on until you die. That's great. That's what I want to do. I want to keep doing something that provides value, that makes a little bit of money until I die. And I think that's great. I mean, there might be a point where I'm physically unable to do what I want to do or I'm not healthy enough to do it. And that's why having this money set aside for retirement is a smart move to do. So at 65, at that point, you'll have a much larger sum of money than you do today due to time, compound interest, and any additional contributions you decide to make. Let's move on to number three, play around with calculators. Now, this is the fun part, in my opinion, but I am also a nerd that likes to play around with calculators. So take that with a grain of salt. This is when you can see how you're doing on this Coast Fire journey and how much you need to slow down or stop your contributions altogether. Now, there are a lot of opinions on the right interest rate to choose for your calculations. I choose 7%, and here's why. The average market return over its history is around 10%. Does it return that every year? Absolutely not. But on average, it's around 10%. There's some years that are 30%, and then there's some years that are down 50%, and there's a lot of those in between. But on average, it's around 10%. I have a really fancy graph of this that you guys can see in the blog post of this 
episode and uh, give you a good, nice visual reference. Obviously on a podcast, that doesn't really help very much, but when in doubt, zoom out. Look at these charts where you're saying, oh man, the market's down today. If you expand it well past today, how about this year? How about five years? How about 10 years? How about almost a hundred years? Then you'll see on average, the market returns about 10%. And then inflation, that's something that's been in the news a lot this past year, right? And it's something to consider as well. Now, even though it's been much higher than normal lately, on average, inflation is around 3%. So yes, it's been much higher over the last year. But again, when you zoom out and you see over the long haul, inflation, it's around 3%. So with the market average of around 10%, stock market average, that is, of around 10%, and 3% for inflation, that's where I get my 7% interest rate. I take the 3% out of the 10%, it gets me 7%. Is it perfectly accurate? No, it's not. It's a guess, but at least it's an educated guess. If you feel that 7% is too aggressive, then try 5% for your calculations. But for this example, let's run the numbers with the 7%, just for fun, just for entertainment, just for education. <laughs> So do this, if you want to do this along with me, if you're not riding uh, in your car or, or running or something like that, Google a compound interest calculator. I like the one from investor.gov. I'll put a link in the show notes for you guys to play around with it afterward if you want. But for your initial investment, we insert $750,000. These are anonymous numbers. Our monthly contributions, we insert $0. That's assuming we add nothing going forward for monthly contributions. Our length of time will insert 21 years since you're 44 right now, anonymous, and you'll traditionally retire at 65, we decided. And for your estimated interest rate, we'll put in 7%, as we discussed already. We hit the magic calculate button, and voila, you will potentially have around $3.1 million by the time you retire at 65 years old. Now, that sounds like a ton of money, right? Well, again, that is all personal. And with that, let's move on to number four. Number four, use the 4% rule. The 4% rule is a rule of thumb for retirees that helps them understand how much they can take out from their retirement nest egg each year. Although this percentage, this 4% percentage is hotly debated lately, with some saying 3% is safer and others saying 5% is plenty. I'm sticking with 4% now. Again, choose whatever you want to do. Perhaps another major market downturn like the Great Recession will damage my optimism in the near future. But for now, again, I'm going to go with 4%. With this potential nest egg of around $3.1 million, Anonymous, let's multiply that by 4% to see how much you would have each year in this scenario to use as your income. And by doing that quick math problem, that's $124,000 per year adjusted for inflation. If you want to go with 3%, like the folks that say, you know, 4% is a little bit too um, aggressive, then you'd have $93,000 per year. And if you want to go with a 5% withdrawal rate, that's around $155,000 per year. So anonymous, if you fall somewhere between $93,000 and $155,000 for your comfortable living expenses adjusted for inflation, I'd say you're coast fire already. Number five, make yourself feel comfortable. 
If the idea of stopping your retirement contributions sounds like crazy talk, then I'd suggest not doing it. On the other hand, if Coast Fire sounds interesting, but going all the way to stopping contributions makes you feel nervous, I'd suggest adjusting your contribution rate away from retirement and towards something you're excited about today. That way, you're not not investing for your retirement or you're not not investing for your future. You're just moving it towards something else. That could be toward a small business venture. That could be towards real estate investing. That could be even towards a taxable brokerage account that could be used for pre-retirement investment goals. As an example, my wife and I went from a 50% take-home savings rate to around 10% take-home savings. We still take advantage of company matches with my wife's 401k, and we are investing in a taxable brokerage as well. So we haven't ceased investing. We've just diverted it. We're investing in her 401k up to the match. We're investing in a taxable brokerage. We're investing in my small business venture. What you guys are listening to. And to your point earlier, this is an investment. You want a profitable hobby, Anonymous, right? Well, that's mine. Mine is this podcast. (laughs) And the subsequent other areas of it. I have a blog. I have a YouTube channel. I have content that I make for other companies based on this podcast. I made my profitable hobby my only source of income. Yes, Nicole, she still works full time and holds our benefits for us and currently makes more than me, but I am hot on her trails, people. I am hot on her trails. My goal is to make more than her this year, and this is a goal she fully endorses. (laughs) In the end, my point is not to waste the money you're not investing for retirement. It's to use it to enjoy more life today. If you've been investing a huge amount of money and you've hit those big retirement goals, factoring in time and compound interest, then have some fun. Enjoy your life and make memories with the ones you love and or take some of this money and invest towards that profitable hobby you're looking for or towards other pre-retirement goals. Perhaps you've been putting off going on that family vacation until later, or you're saying to yourself, I'll go on that trip when we're retired in our 60s. Well, when that time comes around, you may not want to go on that trip anymore. Or your kids are older and they're taking care of their own kids and they don't have time to go with you anymore. Or you may not be healthy enough. Or your aging parents may need you to take care of them and you can't travel as much as you thought in general. Now, it's all balance, of course, but if you've hit Coast Fire, I am all about enjoying more of that money. You've done the hard work. Enjoy a little bit more. The goal, at least for me, isn't to die with millions of dollars. I want to live. I want to experience. I want to make memories, and I want to give back as much as I can while I'm here. So find your right numbers, Anonymous, and decide how you want to move forward. I can't tell you what to do, and maybe another real financial advisor might give you other real numbers to look at, but in the end, you have to decide what type of life you want to live. But given the incredible savings you've done so far, I think you're on the right track for a good future either way. Well, enough from me, everyone. Tell me what you think. What do you think of this Coast Fire 
concept. What do you think of stopping or slowing down your retirement contributions to enjoy more life today or pursue things that you're interested in today? Is this a concept you're interested in? Is this a concept you want to hear more about? Please contact me on social media at Andy Hill MKM or join our Thriving Families Facebook community at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash community and let us know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. We'll be back to the show after a word from our sponsor. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello and use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Let's jump back into the show. And now it's time for another MKM challenge. This is when I challenge you, the listeners of the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, to take some steps to improve your lives for the better. This is where carpe diem really comes to life. So the MKM challenge this month is to set three smart financial goals for 2022. Now, what are SMART goals, you might ask? Well, SMART, S-M-A-R-T, is an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Action-Oriented, Realistic, and Time-Based. Now, to illustrate what each of these means, here's an example of a SMART goal. 
I will pay off $6,000 of credit card debt by June 30th. That's the goal. That's the smart goal. That goal is specific. Now, as opposed to saying, I want to get better with money. This goal is specifically stating what you'll do to get better with money. You're going to pay off $6,000 of credit card debt by June 30th. It's also measurable. You will see financial progress as this debt number goes from 6,000 to zero. There's also action in it. It's action oriented. You'll be paying off the credit card debt. That's the action, right? And then, well, let's talk about that. Is this realistic? This is probably the most important part of the smart goal setting. Do you have the means or the plan to pay off $6,000 by June 30th? Or is this pie in the sky? What helps is breaking this down into smaller mini goals along the way. For example, do you have an extra $1,000 you could pay towards this debt each month for six months straight? If not, how can you side hustle your way to an extra $1,000 per month or $250 per week? Again, breaking it down makes it easier, right? $250 per week sounds a little bit more palatable than $6,000 in six months. If time is not on your side for extra side hustling, how can you lower your expenses by $1,000 per month? After a busy holiday shopping season, can you try a no-spend challenge on the extras for a little while? You know, eating out, buying clothes for yourself, things like that. Or can you negotiate some of the bills? These are some of my favorite things to do that doesn't hit your happiness. Negotiate the cell phone bill. Negotiate the cable bill. Negotiate insurance rates. Some of these things can get you a quick thousand bucks in your year back just by doing these negotiations. Now, I don't have the answer to all of these questions as I've thrown them out there, but you do. So make sure your goal is realistic for you. And last but not least is time-based. This goal has a set date to it, June 30th. Now, is this possible? Is your credit card debt goal more realistic if you move it to the end of the year, like December? Or do you want the challenge to be something challenging, you know, that you could do in six months? You decide and make a plan to get it done, but make sure it has time associated with it so that you have a deadline. Okay, so we've discussed what SMART goals are. Now you might be wondering, well, I don't know. What goals should I be doing this year, Andy? I I don't know. I don't even know where to start. Well, let's start with some financial goals to consider to get your mind churning on how best to improve your financial situation this year. Again, all 10 of these that I'm going to mention, they might not fit for you. Maybe one of them works, but maybe it'll get you thinking about what could work for you to improve your money situation this year. Okay, let's do it. I'm going to read 10 here. Number one, create and live on a budget for three months straight. When my wife and I started budgeting in 2011, it was kind of a rough start. We made mistakes. We forgot to include important budget line items. And we had some uh, disagreements on what we actually, quote unquote, needed in our budget. My ideas of what was needed was very different from what she thought was needed. But after about three months of updating, improving, and finding middle ground, we got the hang of it. Mint has been our go-to budgeting app for about a decade now. It helps us control our money so we ensure it aligns with our family goals and our collective interests about what's needed in our budget. So my advice is to budget for three months straight and not only will your finances get better, but your marriage might just get better as well. All right, number two, 
Begin tracking your net worth. Nicole and I thought we were rich in 2010. We had no kids, and together we had a six-figure household income. Then we discovered the term net worth. I mean, what did that mean anyway? We were watching Susie Orman. She kept on saying net worth. I had no idea what it meant. Evidently, (laughs) this is what I learned, if you owe more than you own, then your net worth would be negative. And that was the case with us. We had a negative $50,000 net worth, and we were making over $100,000 per year together. It was madness. We thought we were rich based on what we made, not what we actually had. Ever since that moment, we've been tracking our net worth because we were making too much money to be broke. You can do this with a spreadsheet and on one side, you got your assets. On the other side, you got your liabilities. So your assets are what you own and your liabilities are what you owe. So assets would be things like cash, your house, equity, cars, things like that. Your investments, retirement investments. And on the right side, your liabilities would be things like student loans, credit card debt, uh, your mortgage, the money you owe people, things like that. And then you take what your assets are, you minus from your liabilities, that's your net worth. You can do that with a spreadsheet or you can do it with a more advanced tool like personal capital that syncs up all your accounts into one place and shows you your progress over the years. That is a free tool. In fact, if if you sign up, I think they're still throwing you $20 Amazon gift card. (laughs) If you sign up with the link marriagekidsandmoney.com slash personal capital. Again, that's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash personal capital. It's a free tool as long as you sign up and sync one of your investment accounts on there. They're throwing you a $20 Amazon gift card. So you can check that out. Number three, complete your family will. If you are married with kids, please get your last will and testament in place as soon as possible. The beginning of the year, thinking about goals, it's a great time to consider it. Nicole and I cranked out our will in a quick weekend online and we were able to, honestly, we were able to sleep easier. If you have a complicated situation, you got business ownership, out-of-state properties, divorce, be sure to work with a lawyer you can trust. If your situation is more straightforward, you could do it online like Nicole and I did. You can check out a service like Trust and Will. We've had them on the show. You guys have maybe heard our interview together and you can complete it online. I'll put their link in the show notes or you guys could you know, use it right now, marriagekidsandmoney.com slash trust and will, marriagekidsandmoney.com slash trust and will. Either way, it's always best to be prepared when we're talking about kids and your marriage and, uh, you know, hey, we're all going to die sometime, right? So we might as well be prepared. Number four, eliminate your debt with the highest interest rate. Debt can weigh you down, my friends. It's time to say no more. Look at all your debts this week. Find the total balance and the interest rate that you're paying. Select the one with the highest interest rate and crush it. (laughs) Nicole and I had around $50,000 of debt when we started our marriage, and we used the debt avalanche method to pay down our debts with the highest interest rates one by one. It worked like a charm. We were consumer debt-free in less than one year with that focus and with, I think was number two that I said, or number one with budgeting. (laughs) All right, number five, increase your tax-advantaged retirement savings. This month, our family retirement savings crossed over the $600,000 mark. Yeah, (laughs) it 